change an egg. I've made my choice and I choose me. Attention Beverly Hills 90210 fans. You are now entering a song by song. You're so precious to me. Episode by episode. Look, I hate you both. Never talk to me again. Count of the making of America's most famous zip code. May the bridges I burn light the way. With producers Charles Rosen and Larry Mullen and your host Pete Ferrero. Hey guys, don't go away, man. Just go away. It's now time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Okay, here we are back again on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. And look who is with us, Mr. Roy Randolph himself, Jason Carter. Welcome, welcome to our little club here. Bravo. Thank you. Um, I appreciate being welcomed. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have to say, uh, last week we had Brian Austin Green on here, and the p- place was nuts but there has been equal excitement for having Ryan Randolph here with us. So uh, it's awesome to have you. Hey, uh, Jason, how is quarantine treating you? I I know you're in uh, New Orleans, right? So what's it like out there for you? It's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Obviously it was pretty good for the first couple of weeks because no one was on the roads. I liked that because I was, I was driving. As I, as I explained, I've got this job driving and delivering. So it was great for a couple of weeks when absolutely nobody but the good drivers were on the roads. <laughs> Police weren't on the roads. Nobody was. So we were all going way too fast, but really well. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then, you know, of course, look, we have our usual suspects here. Larry Mullins getting ready for a big trip, right? Yeah. And I know uh, you just rebranded your website. So let's plug that, right? LarryMullen.com, right? Thank you. Yeah, yes, so. I did put in a, a link to uh, our show. You can subscribe to the uh, Beverly Hills 90210 show podcast uh, right there. That's it. And so, also buy the book and, you know. All that good stuff. How how, is, how has everything this week been for you? You know, it was a very productive week. I mean, some sad things happened, which we won't get into, but it was a productive uh, week. And then, you know, I got to watch these shows, the second look, as Chuck calls it, that we go back and looking at the shows. And, you know, it was delightful. I mean, it's just so much uh, of ourselves. And I was just so proud of the production of all, in all different levels. I mean, producing, directing. I mean, I mean, all the directors were like pilot directors we had for these this string of episodes. I mean, yeah. they were amazing. And the, and the writing's all terrific. And uh, the acting, you know, those girls. I mean, this storyline could have been really hokey without feeling, but it felt authentic. It that, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, already we got some comments here. Lori says, oh, my God, still so handsome. I think she's talking about Jason. I think she's talking about Jason. Yes, I think she has a crush on Jason. Yes. Uh, okay. So, Charles <laughs> Rosen, um, are you getting in the water? How are things with you this week? I started a website, too. It's called Luddites.com, you know, and you can uh, – you go on there and everything's analog. You just push buttons and, and, and things happen. Um, good. I was in the water. Water was actually great this weekend. Thanks for asking. I also know, uh, shared some sad times with Larry with uh, a personal reason. Uh, and uh, But we're, we're, we're good now. And uh, and like Larry, uh, and, I, and I presume Jason too, we've just been immersed in these episodes and I'm uh, excited to be talking about them. For sure. And then Lily. And Lily, I just noticed that you're not in the intro. So I'm sorry about that. We will make sure that next week your name is now present in all intro stuff. Uh, how are you? What's going on on the boards and all of that stuff? Good. I mean, as you guys know, this podcast has been giving us life during quarantine. Yes. Totally. So we're thankful for that. And we're extra grateful that Jason is joining us tonight. Yes, it's very awesome. So, hey, let's get into this and start talking about this. Uh, Before we move forward, though, obviously we have to plug. This is the week to plug it because we have him here. So we do have a Roy Randolph shirt (laughs) at the Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com. And I believe Larry's wearing it, right? I'm wearing one. I also got got the hoodie, which is back there. Right. Behind me. I really like the uh, quality of the merchandise. I have to say, I'm very, very <laughs> for I'm, myself. I'm just wearing a good old fashioned legacy key for in honor of Steve Sanders. You know, <laughs> uh, hey Chuck, how does? Let me ask you, how does this whole? Um, there's a lot going on in, in the 90210 world at this point, right? I mean, Shannon's leaving the show, um, so that's going on. Uh, we're building towards the end of the that particular season. Where does this Tennessee Williams concept even come about? 
Well, we <laughs> sometimes the tail wags the dog, and we really had a nice stage there, and and we knew we had you know the lo the location itself, and I felt and and I think we all felt that um, Brenda was really underutilized for season four. It was a combination of circumstances. Most of her episodes were with guest casts. And I think we ran out of guest casts. Um, but seriously on that, that, that you know, uh, that we wanted to do something theatrical. I can't remember, Larry, maybe you can. Yeah. Why we chose, how did we get to Tennessee well, Williams? They said yes, huh? Here's what happened. I mean, I guess of all the people in the room, you know, of our writing staff then, which was Chuck, uh, Steve and Jessica, myself and Chip, that was really, and Richard Gollins still, yes, Richard Gollins, definitely. Richard, and you were one of these. I was the only one with a theater background. I was a drama major, it, it, you know, the last two years of college. I had done summer stock, and that was my intro to show business. I was a young actor. And the one thing people love to do in college productions is Tennessee Williams, because it's the greatest parts for the women. And, uh, you know, so you always see in Glass Menagerie, you see in, you know, the Cat in the Hot Tin Roof, Sweet Bird of Youth. And we we figured we tried to get it. And I don't know if Chuck remembers, but we sent the letter off to their estate and they were fans. I, I think I still have the letter back. I just have to dig through the things, but they said yes. And I, I, in sending the letter, I told them the passages we we were going to use because I was basically I did I did most of the of the the writing for the theater stuff. And they said yes. And so that elevated the show right away. And then yeah. you know, I, I was saying Jason earlier, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but whether consciously or subconsciously, when I tried to imagine the Roy Randolph guy, it was Bob Fosse. We were looking for that kind of a college guy, kind of a guy who brings in the showbiz spirit, but is also a bit of a rascal. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it was a way to kind of turn the characters all in each other and have them be competitive. And and we had that Laura Kingman sitting on the sideline for Steve. I mean, what a great storyline that became for yeah. Steve. In this so did you know that you would bring her back for this thing? Or did you just love her in that whole take back the night thing and said, hey, let's bring her back for this for this part? Well, she certainly scored points for that. So then when we were thinking about how to do it <clears throat> and really and, and do it over a, a number of episodes. It wasn't we had just done some standalones. we had gone back to the 60s. Yeah. We had done the piano player and and Steve outing the fraternity president, which we talked about yep. in an earlier podcast. So you know, but we so we we were looking for multiple episodes and how to do and every storyline we had as we were getting to the end, knowing where we were pointed in a few of the of the stories, but not this one yet. Mm -hmm. right, this was May sweeps also. These were May, these were moving into the May sweeps episodes. The last two, the last three were May sweeps episodes. And so now for Jason though, how does this how does this part come up for you in your world? Um, how did it come up? I, I got sent to an audition. That's right, yeah, at, at Spelling's office. Yeah, but did you? I mean, did you? Do you remember doing that audition? I mean, yes, I do. Yeah. I very much so. What was was, that, what I hadn't been in America that long, so yeah. everything was. I was innocent to the show. I was innocent to everything, and I was just being sent to go to this audition. By an, I, already, I arrived in America with an agent already, so I was being sent up for work without actually me making the effort at that point. So yeah. I was just well, oh, go to this audition, and I went to go. I was sent to a top 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 floor office in that building. It was a great building. Yeah. And I'm in the top and I'm looking out the window. And this old guy comes in. I say this, but you'll understand. This old guy comes in. I just turn over and look over my shoulder and go, oh, great view, isn't it? And carry on looking out the window. I did not realize that that was Mr. Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had that same detachment. I, I can't explain it, but but for everyone I met that particular day, and for some reason it was exactly what they were. I was wearing a. I also hadn't been from England for very long, and I was wearing a big black um, trench coat. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It was a U.S. naval officer's trench coat. But it, I just it was it was completely inappropriate for Los Angeles, but it was very appropriate for Roy Randolph, as it happens. I think. Yeah. Uh, it was a strange experience, and I read it, and then I got the call from my agent and said, "Yeah, they were blown away," just because I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't quite registering it was, the it was, I, was in, I was in that room, Jason. You were in that room. It was the trench coat. 
It was, it was a trench coat. <laughs> was it really? Boy, I, remember, I don't remember you, but the it was a coat. U.S. No. naval was... officer's trench coat that I bought in London. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But I was wearing it in Los Angeles. Good. Clothes. But I was still wearing it in the office, and then they asked me to read, and that. so I said okay, and I took off my coat and put it on the couch and sat down and read the lines. And it was, I can't remember. It was very strange. Just. But apparently that was powerful. I had no idea. <laughs> but, but you weren't even familiar with the show. I mean, did you know what 90210 was? Did you know what no, you, you, you not had? Not a no? clue. Not a clue. And and I'm just curious, when you finally start getting on set and you start working with people, are you like, oh, this is a real show now? This is like you're realizing oh, the magnitude. Well, once I'd been cast and it was five episodes, because I didn't know at that point. Right. It was like, oh, it's going to be five episodes. Oh, all right. And then and then went to the studio and uh, – and the cast were very gracious, and and it weren't weren't starring it over me. It was it was just very comfortable. Everyone was very, very easy. And also, as you can recall, it wasn't a sound stage, so that was my first experience of working on a not sound stage where a plane goes over and you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did I did five years on Babylon Five. Same rules. <laughs> yeah, three years on Babylon Five. Chuck, before you came on, you mentioned that this was the first episode or one of the first episodes, I think, with the table read, right? So what brought that on? I think there were two things. I think that the, um, you know, there's this relationship that writer-producers have with their casts. In the first uh, year, it, it, usually in three years, but ours all stretch it out to be four, in the, in the beginning the actors are just very happy to be having the job and working with you. Next phase, we want to be your partner. We want to work with you and get this done. Then after that, you're working for them. <laughs> and I think that, and I don't say that with derision, I say that with the fact, they're there. And it was a very weird, much different than doing television now. We always talk about that. But one of the real reasons, the difference is now people in television, very happy with it, well paid, weekly paycheck, et cetera, et cetera then you couldn't wait to get in the movie business. It was all about being a feature star, a movie star, especially for the, for the young actors. And so having the table reads allowed them to um, have a formal uh, uh, opportunity to engage with the script, engage with us, and, and have some control over the word. So that was one thing. And, and by the way, most of the quality shows in television had that. We didn't. Uh, and I say this, you know, without malice or, or derision, we didn't because traditionally the spelling company was not a writer driven company. It wasn't about the sounds of the scripts where if you think about St. Elsewhere, or China Beach, when, when these things start to happen, they were important shows. We necessarily weren't. Now, the other reason and, and we start remember, there are three episodes, really the core of three episodes that we're talking about one divas acting out and truth or consequences. And Divas, uh, we had so many, we were still doing a lot of episodes in this, and, and Divas was um, an episode that was directed by our associate producer named David Semmel. It yeah. was his first directorial assignment. Um, it, him doing it meant that somebody had to come in and work as the associate producer to take his job while he did this job. And gee, my brother-in-law just happened to be available. So that wasn't a problem for me. But it, it seemed to be a problem for, for Paul a little bit. You know, we talked about he liked doing the tried and true, more veteran act directors, which is what the spelling company also was most com comfortable with. But we, but David had a great rapport with the, with the actors. But I think that the, it, it was one way for Paul to, again, just check out to see how he's going to be as a director. Yeah. So you did a table read. You, were you a part of that? Do you remember that them doing that? Larry, I do, but I'll let you jump oh, here. I, I, was, I was a part of it. I'm not sure if Jason was a part of it, though. I'm wondering now if Jason... Oh, Jason was... wouldn't have been a part of it in that. Yeah, I, don't I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Jason was cast yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we were just yeah. going yeah. through that yeah. period. Too. Maybe you know, that day, in fact, you know, because uh, yeah. I, I was already out in the studio, so I might as well take it, you know, advantage of I that. Might have, I might have played Jason's part. I probably did play Jason's <laughs> yeah. part. Right. But it was... Now, the other interesting thing was is that they were... the the quote unquote quality shows would actually give the actors um, a slight bump, just a symbolic amount of money to come in on their off days and do this. Um, 
not the spelling company. So this was a voluntary, a volunteer, you know, tier event, um, not mandatory. Right, got it. Yeah. But this was the one I remember everybody came to, and I was the ner most nervous person in the room, quite frankly, because again, I didn't know what we would be getting with Shannon. We, uh, uh, you know, I remember, uh, and I just was writing about this today. I remember standing in the, the the hallway of the week before the reading, when the a disembodied voice over the speakerphone, Aaron Spelling, had told the cast that it assembled that we had just been picked up for the fifth season, and the cast was very at thirty two episodes, so. Cast was very, very happy with that show of support. They they hooped and hollered and clapped, everybody but one. Mm. And, you know, even at that moment, it was, um, you know, the, 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 the floor hadn't dropped out yet. Right. Know, at that at that point. Um, so uh, which would happen in that week. So that's what I was thinking about. And the moment this as, as Larry was talking at the top of the, of the podcast, moment it started, you could just see Shannon was completely elevated and Brenda was happy again. This was full throttle Brenda. And I I, I want to jump ahead since we're talking about Brenda and Tennessee Williams. Is this just it, it, relative to her performance and her audition? <laughs> um, I really love she does. She gets the biggest amount of material in this particular first episode, Divas. And I really thought that she did it. I don't know how you feel, Larry. You just watched it again, too. How natural she was. She almost It was almost like a contemporary session. It reminds me of, I'm a big fan of Sofia Coppola, and I love what she does with history to take it in. And I felt that Shannon did that, <clears throat> too, that kind of feeling. Uh, you're seeing it on Catherine right now. Uh, called the, Oh, The Great, by the way, on, on Hulu. Worthwhile to, for 902 and fans check out. Mm. But the same kind of like modern sensibility of classic. And I was blown by by that, that, that her interpretation, um, whereas uh, one of the other ones, Laura King and Tracy Mendo, that is, I, I love that too, because that was a classic uh, Tennessee Williams moments there. meets uh, you know, uh, Gloria Swanson in uh, Sunset Boulevard a little bit. Well, for Jason, I mean, you came into this show, um, and I guess I don't really know what it was like. I don't remember all of it, but I'm sure there was a lot of gossip magazines about shannon leaving and all that stuff is sort of i don't know there's no tmz back then so i'm sure whatever the you know whatever was the national Enquirer. i don't know but you know there's a lot oh, of people well, no they had a show fox had a show help me on it larry i just right now i'm drawing a blank it was on right before we came on a, a current affair that's it with the, right uh, oh, yeah. a host who hated hollywood hated shannon's antics and talked about it every chance he could. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly. Yes. Stop there because we don't want to offend anybody in case. Oh, I don't want to offend all of them. You know, you, yeah. you know, you, you made a liberal rich. What can I say? <laughs> in case they have their Bill O'Reilly poster up on the on the wall at home. You know, he's a wonderful man. I got the darts <laughs> if you need any. Right. <laughs> Me too. Uh, um, okay, but for Jason, so do you know about some of that stuff that's happening with her, and what does she like to work with on for uh, at the time? Well, obviously now I become aware of it much more. Is that um, a lot must have been going through her head at that particular time? But she didn't really talk to me. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. Character wise, didn't talk to me off camera for like the first couple of episodes. It might have been three episodes, but we do we did scenes together, but she didn't talk to me conversationally. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fine. I was in my own special world with the camera crew and just chatting away. Uh, but on, on the fourth episode, I think it was the fourth, she invited me to her 23rd birthday party. Really? Like it wow. just came out of left field. I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. I'm yeah. going to your birthday party, <laughs> which I did. And uh, it was down in Hollywood. It was just behind the Gromans. It was some some club behind the Gromer's Chinese Theatre, I think. And there were fights there. And I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then the bouncers were going crazy. And for some reason, I was in my, oh, I can. I had my arms around one maniac going, hey, the big man walks away. The big man walks away. The bouncers were on another guy going right. crazy. I learned an interesting lesson about life, though, because I nearly got this guy to the door. And then the bouncers grabbed him and he went crazy. 
Were they gassed? But then they went off down the street. And then the next day, there was all of these reports. I can't remember exactly about some big bust up at her birthday party and something to do with her ex-lovers. And I don't know how much of that was true or not. Right. But there there were fights. Yeah. what an awkward next day, birthday, right? Like, so the birthday party, you know, like, what do you, <laughs> like, yeah, how do you, I know, yeah. it was interesting. But what you're talking about in terms of the publicity yeah. of the following day, apparently there was a much more spectacular explosion of um, emotions than had actually occurred. I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying what was being reported. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean, was she easy, for from an actor's perspective? And it's interesting because oh. you're playing a director in this. In yeah, this yeah, no, to act with absolutely, yeah. absolutely fine and perfectly, perfectly generous and appropriate. Yeah. We just didn't talk about it. Right. It just happened in the acting. Yeah. So and that was, that was fine. beautiful things about her ability to do that. I know, Chuck, you've mentioned that once before. How can she she can just come into something and maybe need a maybe need like a few kind of go. Yeah few takes or whatever but then just be like no matter what had happened the night before sort of ready to rock and just be brenda right right yeah. right and but i think for a lot of the time until we got to this episode mm-hmm. a couple of exceptions uh where she had really some nice parts in 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 the animal rights story even the 61 yeah. it was all about her she she got the time before that but really in the early part of the year you know she you know, she did that look, that radiant look, that look that you can't, that would make, put her on one of the most beautiful people in America, said People Magazine, you know, just two years before, you know, for the first half of the season, it was a, they used to call it, it knocking it a kabuki look. It was, she, she became very white. She wasn't that happy. She wasn't taking that great care of herself. We got to this round of episodes and, and it was really it's very moving for me to see because it's a throwback to um, all that she brought into the high school episodes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we talked about this in crunch time, but do you guys remember even casting Laura Kingman, uh, Tracy? Yeah, sure. What was that? What, 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 what did she, she just won you guys over immediately? I forget. She had done one of the really uh, classy shows. Um, do you remember Chuck? It was big. Maybe it was thirty um, something or something. Uh, she had done something. Which she had credits. You know, she by this by credits. this point, and this goes true with you too, Jason. You know, we we talk about in the first year, it was very hard to get the agencies, and and I'm, and I'm not talking CAA or William Morris, but just the really ones that really have the terrific actors to even submit any of their clients you know, um, the innovatives and the paradigms and whoever else and all the good independent agents. So that started to change. We started to get a much better uh, crop of actors in our third season. And then once we, the college ones here, and uh, and remember, like uh, it, how it was conveyed to Jason when he came in, oh yeah, I'm doing, you know, the, the part is for five episodes, right. five paydays. We knew that the character was going to be in at least three, uh, possibly four, right, Larry? I mean, yeah, I think he does five then. actually because he says goodbye. Then, to you, mean, you, you mean the first in the Take Back the Night group? It was about five. Oh, for Lori, you mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah, she three, does five. three to five. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, and she was there with Steve, so it also was mm-hmm. great then to be able to bring them back together. Yes. And do it in a way I really liked. We had that special touch that um, that he brought her uh, the, uh, the the camisole that his mother wore when yes. she did uh, a, a similar pa- uh, part in um, in uh, in L.A. theater. And oddly enough, as as Larry and I, I don't know if you know this, Jason, she went on to be the star of Summer and Smoke here in L.A. and. Uh, in a in a very good playhouse and got a lot of uh, pub oh, in the sure. uh, L.A. Times at the time. I remember for for doing it, she, yeah, people were raved thing. about her interpretation. You know, she hasn't responded to us. Uh, it was really too bad because we'd love to talk to her. Uh, we tried. I tried. You know, stalking her like I typically do. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 I even like stalked her. Yeah. Um, we'll and, and we have and we have Professor Finley sometime down the road too. Very excited about that. That right. was my week. Yeah. I found Alan Toy. Just, just in terms of all the, the, having watched all the episodes again, and and just just the the richness of all the characters. You've got the regular cast, and there all the richness of the guest stars that came in. And it was really, really was great for me that what's his name? I just look cheat sheet. 
Uh, Pierre Epstein. Yes. Who, I was going to yeah. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie. It was absolutely perfect because it gave my character the weight that you need. It's, yes. it's the stage manager. It was perfect. Yeah, it was I have a stage manager. It yeah. was great. It Eddie was, great. was so good in this. I was going to ask you guys about that. What it was like casting him, working with him. I mean, he's oh. so funny in this episode. You know, yeah. the way he handles things for Roy and the way he talks to Brenda and about New York. super in charge. Super in charge. Yeah. You know, it's all about the authenticity. He brings yeah. that real feeling of Broadway yeah. big time to this college, which makes everyone more competitive. And the actor is still alive. I looked him up. Pierre Epstein is still around. He's like 90 years old. He's yeah. working last year. Um, but no, you just wanted to have that soul of which of what it really is about, what you know, show business is. And at that first meet where I, I thought where Brenda meets uh, Roy Randolph in the student union, it's just kind of classic, you know, it's kind of a funny meet, but they both play Me off too. each other so yes. strong. And you can just see the yearning in her. It's so important. And and he's delighted. It just really worked. It was, you know, like you said, I, who knew that they didn't ever talk together, but they just seemed perfect. No, it was, it was, it was a great character. And I, because, because um, Roy Randolph has a lot of playfulness, very serious yeah. and playful. It was like there were both things going on. Playful, well, when other, it comes down to your work, you don't be late. The <laughs> other thing that I thought was really cool in this episode and really was uh, sometimes our episodes really started with some pop and sometimes they just was just your basic standard. Uh, you know, uh, montage, but this one with her looking up your credit, looking, find, trying to find everything about you yeah. and Tennessee Williams, while one of the the song of the sh of the show, the favorite song by far, George Benson live version on of on Broadway, which is if you don't know it, go there right after the, the show, YouTube on Broadway, the live version, and uh, and it just really. Um, also had that authenticity feeling to it of yeah. what an actress would do to prepare. And and we, I, I think when I do look back at the rest of the fourth season, the one where we, we did one, it wasn't an A story, but where she got cast in the play and they wanted yeah. to take off clothes, she had the most fun doing that one. So I think we saw that and realized, well, let's do a theater. I mean, you asked what was the connection to that. Yeah. Um, you know, it had worked in that one a lot. Shannon was terrific in that, that particular episode. So, um, Jason, do you remember working with Tracy, the actress that played Laura Kingman? Yes. Was she? I, 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 you both are now coming into this like you know at the like the same way in a way, right? You're not a part of this cast, you know, but yes. you're both, yeah. So was there a, a good connection there? Well, a good connection on the set in the respect of, I mean, we didn't do um, water cooler talk or anything like that. Right. But just like when you're working with somebody, she will be. Played it very well. I mean, yes. it was just great. And watching watching the episodes, it was, she was superb. She's still so. wonderful. In it. Yeah. Um, so, and then we have uh, Kelly or Jenny. Jenny's going. Kelly's going out for the part as well. And now we have another little Brenda uh, Kelly triangle, right? Oh, Where no, really they're good. both chasing after something that they want. And there's even this amazing scene. I I, I pulled a clip. Oh boy. Here we go. We never know what's going to happen with these clips, but here, here's this, this, these, these two men. When you put these two together, it's fire. What do you expect me to do, Brenda? Drop out, make more room for you, Kelly. It's not your part. What makes you think you own it? Why don't you get a life of your own and stop trying to steal mine? I've got a life of my own. Yeah, I know all about it. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh. That's why I used to not go to the set that often. You know, I get that look a lot. Believe me. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah. No. But, so, talk to me what? about that. Where that? Where that uh, idea of like having Kelly in the mix of this as well, Larry? Well, I mean, that you know, we, that was part of the fun of it. I mean, uh, what I liked about this is that everyone in the whole bunch gets involved in this story somewhat. I mean, it has some stakes in it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Kelly just became, you know, it, 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 first of all, it, it got Brenda and Kelly in scenes together, which, you know, it, it, you want to continue to vertically integrate the characters. Um, and it gave each actress a chance to really play Tennessee Williams, which is what we wanted. And I mean, this could have been so hokey, yeah. but they all commit to it. And the producers and the director, I mean, and it and comes off as a real serious thing. Like in their in their turns are, are phenomenal i mean yeah especially like you say with, with jenny as kelly because you kind of expect 
you know, Shannon's from the South and she, we'd seen her on, on a set stage. Right. And, and, uh, and Laura too, uh, you know, had that three theatricality, but you don't know what to expect. I mean, it's not necessarily what you'd be expecting of Jenny, but Jenny is terrific when she gets out of her comfort zone and always has been. And I, and I, and I now flash forward to IRL real life mm -hmm. decade after our show stops or six years after it was one thing to see Ian do Dancing with the Stars because Ian was a terrific dancer. You can see it through every episode that sure. we did. But to see Jenny Garth on that show and do as well, you know, someone who was very shy and 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 didn't have that uh, put me in coach, you know, cast me now. Um, she's always amazing me with the stuff she does, including how terrific she was on the, the summer show that, the, that they, that they did, did up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ryan says nobody can dish it to Kelly like Brenda. So That's I, right. <laughs> we all agree with that. Well, um, Val too, but <laughs> what, what was that? Val also, but <laughs> sure, yeah, it's a different topic for a different day. Yes, but she is <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jason, what was it like working with uh, Jenny, Jenny Garth, Kelly? I'm sure it was wonderful. <laughs> I'm an old man. Uh, 26 yeah. years. Um, is that 26 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, what's, what's, it's very, my memories obviously were fuzzy, but because of this podcast, I sat down and watched those episodes kind of for the first time. I say this because when I was 26 years ago, Oh, how did I do? How did I do? I'm watching it. I'm watching it with that mindset. I wasn't watching the episodes. Right. And now you're watching the other actors and the other actors doing everything and going, wow, this is really a rather good show. <laughs> the writing, writing for that story arc was for the whole thing was great. That was really good. And the, and the interactions that it gave between various characters were really worth watching. I was very, 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 very good. A lot of the moments between, uh, various people in the, in that series it was great really very good well, that scene that we just that i just that clip i said it showed you is that is that chip or is that chip writing that or i no, think that was no, that, that's you larry yeah that was my no, scene that was chip that she moved that oh, was that's me acting one. out that's me acting out that was the next one yeah that's jenny okay, remember yeah that, it was jenny's star turn it was shannon's star turn jenny's star turn laura's oh, yeah. star turn ah. that's how i looked at the yeah. three yes ones but I yeah. have a question for a, a speculation. It's kind of the fan kind of question, Lily, if I can just jump yeah. ahead as we're talking here. This is to for Ray Randolph. Roy Randolph, excuse yeah. me, not you. No, just, Ray, Ray, Ray's my brother. Yeah, oh. Ray is cousin Ray. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's uh, yeah, I'll leave that alone. Um, uh, <laughs> but, but would Roy, so, so Brenda goes back to Rada. You're there, you're teaching. Did do you think you got it on with her? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got in college because you signed the, the sheet that you couldn't. But once you got to London, is the scene such that you would have been number three? Interesting. No, I... <laughs> I asked friends. You weigh in. Well, it's certainly no not idea. within the arc of the, arc of the story of the us. show. It's kind of clearly laid down that he has... Roy Randolph yeah. has an honor level for some reason. Yeah. It seems that there, 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 there's a there's a form. You know, the very fact that she comes to his his uh, where he's staying and not and he lets her in. It, I don't think it's implied in that that he then sleeps with her. It, not it's, in the United States. I'm talking about months later in England. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, you're doing fan fiction in now. London. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan, fan you're not touching oh, her. Yeah, they were banging all day long. Yeah, what was also very interesting about it, I noticed, is that I kissed her on the forehead, I kissed her on the head three times. Yeah. in the series of the story arc, yeah. and managed to do it non-creepily. I don't know how I managed to get away with that. <laughs> you know, it was really it the was kind sweet. of the Bob Fosse thing, so it's a good question. I have a question for Jason. Who would you have cast? Oh, Bob Fosse. Of the three girls. Of the three girls. Oh, oh, it, oh, oh. Oh, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's an impossible question. I'm not a writer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, well, it depended which, which kind of production we wanted. But um, obviously, if you wanted the modern naturalistic version, then Shannon's yeah. underplay was supreme. 
Yes. And then what you were saying about the classical, the classical emotive versions, the externalized craft yeah. is classical way of playing. I'm just <laughs> saying. They, I mean, I mean, they all were terrific. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I uh, thought. That, yeah. No, that was uh, that was sensational. They made their work, and then obviously we we drove her to the, uh, the the you know the whole backstage. The, we had a little bit of the all about Eve subplot with Kelly and Brenda, where you know you kind of groom the 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 person and she takes over your role. A little bit of that, and then the Laura Kingman, the Tanya Harding thing was still fresh in our minds. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was definitely. In fact, we even self. That was that was really good because that was a great reveal of how dark she was playing. Oh yeah, it was just like okay. (laughs) Yeah, so so, it was really very good. The 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 reveals of inner psyches that happened. Yeah. So, Larry, so the, the Tanya Harding thing was something that you guys were playing with. Yeah, I, I think we mentioned. It, it yeah, you, you, you do actually mention that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, I mean, it's great. She kind of sabotages her. It's just, you know, there's a lot at stake here for everybody. She yeah. says that she's got to turn her whole uh, semester around. Brenda's going to turn her life around. I mean, it was good drama. It was set up well. That's right. Yeah. And also, I, I, you know, in the in the last of the trilogy, The Truth or Consequences, when when Brenda looks at her and says, look, there'll be other plays, there'll be other shows, but you, you get in that mindset when someone is that uh, depressed, out of out of whack, as they say, just just moving like that. You don't hear anything. You, you're not you're not there. And I and I think Steve's alarm after that oh, yeah. um, was well, yes. was well placed. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I am too uh, really matured a lot over the three arc episode doing something where it wasn't he wasn't the focus but the supporting and and does the heroic thing yeah and i like that I, I have a couple of questions one is you know everything is heightened in these in these episodes right everything's almost dramatic even i think donna gets into a fight with andrea at, at some point at the at the peach pit and she says the wrong thing to her so are we playing is that purposely because we like everything's dramatic we're in a play and all that stuff are we heightening the drama of all the characters or is it just like we're just facilitating that other storyline as well I'm sorry, Pete, I can't answer that because I was told we're only going to be talking about the drama, <laughs> not Brandon not Brandon and Claire, right. not yeah. Andrea. Yeah. So I don't have any answer for you. I think nobody should answer that. Yeah. You know, Kathleen Robertson, we should, we should do our moment for Kathleen Robertson. I was gonna Kathleen, say, oh, my gosh, you got to come, honey. I have to find hey, another way hey. to get to her. I mean, we'll yeah. fly She's you good. here. We'll fly you here. Yes, please. I, She's extraordinary. I mean, oh, she that does, yeah, that's not a, such a big, good thing anymore, though. Flying. Flying. No. But I do need to ask you, Larry, have you heard from Kathleen at all? I have not heard from Kathleen. I, I you know, I have to find a fresh way. I don't want to I don't want to make this a, a goofier thing to kind of scare her because we want to give her some love. I mean, she kind right. of came into this show. That was probably her second episode. It was her second episode, Divas. And she she has so much confidence and natural ability and a take on this character of the wild oh, show. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, and and you know, Jason should be thanking us. Jason should be thanking us. He's got Lucinda. He's got Claire. Oh, Jason Priestley. Oh Jason Priestley. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, look, Kathleen. Look, I'm going to talk right now. I'm looking at the camera. We talked about that earlier. Kathleen, please come on the show. You know, come we on, want, Kathleen. We want you. We're going to do a Claire Arnold. Episode, it's going to be so fun. You could talk about all the stuff you've been doing. Come on the show, right? Come on, come on, Kathleen. <laughs> I like oh, she has sex, rock, and really decent literature. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> line. What I wrote is my favorite line. Yes. Um, funny, Lily, what you got for for the for the group? Um, I'm going to start with a question for Jason from cool. our viewer Tracy Hatfield. She wants to know how are you most alike and different from your character Roy Randolph. <laughs> Any similarities? Well, yes. I mean, because I'm a person and I played it, and I was working from my experience to inform the character. So, um, but no, I have I haven't been a director. I've been around them, right? <laughs> uh, in theater, but but the th- the theater and also also a lot of the things which were, and I didn't have to change a single word. Thank you, writers. 
because I didn't have to put it into the British idiom or because sometimes you, I got parts historically and it was not written in the way a Brit would ever say it you know just 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 a line but it was none of that none of that in the show at all so it was a um but in terms of um the attitude towards the theatre and that the, the, the was all written, but the not being late and the, all of that's really laid down strongly when you, when you're in the theatre or, or in film production or anything. You are not late. You do not do late. Right. And so so that kind of form, that kind of that kind of discipline. So you've got that discipline, and then you've got the theatrical playfulness. And, um, you definitely seem to have that welcoming, playful personality that we loved. <laughs> yeah. I try. Well, it's, it's, well it's, it's the actor syndrome, isn't it? You want everyone. You just, it's just, everyone wants people to like them, but an actor wants everybody to like them. <laughs> so, it's, you're always going to fail on that one. I've actually reached the level of maturity where I don't care so much anymore. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that's that's time. That's time of life. That's time of life. <laughs> Larry, do you remember? Oh, right there. Yep. Yeah, we're all there. Yeah, Larry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you remember you don't mean that much to name? me to mean that much to you? Do you remember coming up the name Roy Randolph? Do you remember where that came from? I love when you guys share your names and where they came from. No, no, I just I was just looking for kind of this Bob Fosse kind of guy. It's out there. It cleared the name cleared. <laughs> That's right. What else you got? Roy Randolph playing Vegas. <laughs> Lily, what else you got? So I, I guess this one would kind of go to Chuck and Larry. Um, how do, Melinda Berg wants to know, how do you think that this storyline in this particular episode would have panned out during today's day and age with the Me Too movement? Wow, big question. That's a terrific question. You know, I think about that a lot watching these episodes, quite frankly. Um, how the humor uh, was, uh, you know, kind of suggestive guy humor, you know, and yeah. that we would do. Uh, uh, but I think that that we would have made the adjustments. Listen, we were a a a woman show, a girl show in high school. I was in college. We were a young woman show, and that was our focus. That's what we, you know. And so we wouldn't. We would have done Me Too episodes, and and basically we did the precursor yeah. of a Me Too Take episode called Take Back the Night. Now yeah. in that we had it that. It was a he said, she said. Right. And and it really wasn't the kind of power trip, but at least we were. And the one thing I found, by the way, this is only who, who said, who asked the question, Lily? Melinda Berg. Melinda. It was interesting because I was thinking, watching the episode, the middle one of these two episodes, acting out. Mm -hmm. Now here's Dylan invites Kelly to come to the beach and be with him and the family and she's, you know, in the auditions, her heads are not in a different place. She goes there, brings up what happened to her at the audition. He doesn't want to hear a word about it. Says, wait here. I'm taking a walk with Kevin. And the camera goes with Kevin. And, you know, our, our girl, women sometimes weren't treated very well by their guys, you know, when we wrote that. Uh, so, you know, I think that the Me Too element um it, it it would have probably made it that an incident like this you know the chancellor's level maybe not the chancellor but more officials from the department and the university probably would have had to be involved to do yeah. it today but i'm very glad uh truthfully that uh uh or, or let me put it this way i admire the writers today who have to grapple with it because it's a it's a tough subject yeah, for sure. Hey, I want to say something. I saw something. Uh, Todd H was talking about. I saw this line also in acting out. Um, Brandon and Steve. Brandon and Steve are leaving Steve's room, and uh, he caught Steve kissing uh, Laura Kingman, and they're walking out. And Jason, it's not my, not a Chip's line. It's Jason's improv line. He says, "Oh, I see. You're playing baseball. You kiss her on the strikes, and she kisses you." Yeah, yeah, Brandon. Yes, yes. And he's off screen. You, and she kisses you on the. And yeah, that's a typical Jason uh, improv line. Jason <laughs> and I and were really good at improvs. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, they, they, thank they you, Todd H. For oh yeah, yeah I saw that. Funny. And it's Lisa classic. says those eyes. I guess she's talking about Jason Carter here, <laughs> and and uh, not us. So yes, and Todd H. Says thanks, Larry, for asking uh, that that question. Uh, what else do you have, um, Lily? 
I have a question for from Zara for Jason. Zara Brown, um, she finds it awesome that you reunited with Shannon later on on Charmed, and she would like to know what it was like working with her on the set of Charmed. Hmm, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, the, the bizarre thing about that, it was fun fun to see her again. But I had been cast in Charmed in a part that has no arc. I played Andras, the Demon of Rage. I was rage embodied. <laughs> so I was, and I and I really didn't know what the show, I, I should have watched the show before I actually played the part because there I am doing po Polish physical theater. I'm just outside the room, screaming hatred into the room. It's <laughs> like just going crazy. <laughs> and that, 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 that was what I did until I'm eventually killed. But I'm just <laughs> I'm just making them all hate each other and stuff like that. That that, that was vaguely kind of like character. what you did with Brenda and Kelly. <laughs> kind of like what you did with Brenda and Kelly. Oh, no, I was not my fault. Not my fault. <laughs> um, there's also a great line when the show is I when when they're doing the uh, the play afterwards. Uh, I guess the Walshes say um, they have friends that live in New York, Buffalo, right? And Eddie's like, "What part, uptown or downtown?" But I mean, Valerie's going to come from Buffalo. Yeah, is that a that's a steal from a Lenny Bruce bit. Okay. Have to admit. He yeah. says, uh, oh, yeah, I got friends in New York. Where? Rochester. You know. Um, <laughs> but but no, that was just, uh, but no, no. So, uh, you know, didn't didn't connect there. It was just a kind of an Eddie joke, you know. Yeah. Eddie also says a, a line of my father's that my father would always say, which is, uh, every day above ground is a good day. I did. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And uh, Roy tells Kelly, "You could have been a contender." <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I, I liked the I liked the line, "Get off my stage." Yeah, <laughs> wow. Get off oh, my stage. Yeah. Scene. I can't believe we didn't mention that. But wow, when you throw Laura out of here, wow, what a scene. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was real humiliation. I mean, yeah. it really, it really, truly was to do it that way. So, Lily, it's it, it, it not Brendan Kelly. Somebody got into Laura's head, you know, made her yeah. go up there and yeah. put the rope. You know that. I'm not saying yeah. it was because of you, but it was because of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else you got, Lily? Um. So Mindy Hauser has a question for Jason. Uh, during the scene where you're laying out with your shirt unbuttoned, getting a little sunshine, and uh, Brenda walks in, um, the character said something about it being unnatural for a British person for, for a British person to be getting a tan. And she wants to know: Was this an original line written by the writers, or did you add this line in? How did you feel about this scene? I added no lines, so that pretty much settles it. Yeah. What a it great sounds time. like a Richard Gollins to me, actually, the writer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and how did great. you feel about the scene, Jason? I how did I feel about it? Well, yeah, when I was revealing, I was revealing my sternum. That was pretty evocative of something, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. We got a note know. from standards and practices about your sternum, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and there's all this stuff, you know, with Laura, you know, uh, she goes really crazy, right? I mean, she the character you know, yeah. almost commits suicide over this part. Um, it's ta In a way, you guys are tackling some mental illness stuff and in a very extreme way. Um, how how important was it to you, for you guys to be tackling things like that, Chuck? You know, uh, it always was, but, it you know, this one seemed... You know, compare this to, let's say we've jumped one year ahead and uh, one that we were grappling with, uh, Larry and I, uh, with you about a song for my mother with Brian about his mother being on the street and mentally ill. And um, that one was, OK, we're dealing with mental illness. Or, sure. Uh, when we had the Vietnam. This was more out of the theatrical, quite, quite frankly. It. This was. The, you were in a theater and she's up there. I forgot that there was a noose. I thought it was something else. I didn't know, remember exactly. But that it really was that. Uh, I, I wish I could say that it was there was a social drama element, right. but not Chuck, in this, not you know in this episode. It, you know what it was? It was sweeps. Someone's <laughs> going to die at 90210. I, I thought I would. I've been too uh, too flippant tonight, anyway. But but I'll go to you know. If you kiss a guy on nine hundred two and oh, chances are you're gonna die. 
<laughs> you're going to go crazy. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. It just Especially you take your life in your hands. Yeah. You're yeah. only signed for five episodes. <laughs> There's some really beautiful stuff with Brenda and Dylan in all of this, right? I mean, we kind of talked about that in a previous episode. Um, isn't it when you rewatch that, isn't it wonderful to see, I guess it's a question for Lily, but isn't it wonderful to see the two of them kind of together? And uh, it, it almost feels like in a way like Brenda, the character, is saying goodbye to some of her friends in different ways. You know, she has that debacle with Steve. She has those moments with... Um, with uh, Dylan, Donna. Goes, with the thing with Donna, she has the. So, uh, is that being done on purpose to give this character an end with those relationships? It just served the story at that time. I don't think uh, we wanted to make a big deal about it. I don't think. Are you jumping ahead to Mr. Walsh? I mean, in this. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the good line. Are you talking about these ones? I, yeah. I'm talking about in these ones, like she has that debacle with Steve about, you know, they, they were going to be friends and then she's he's not really her friend. And that's kind of the end. No, of- we just carried that. That would then was a plot. We, we were able to carry that out to the next yeah. episode, which was Vital Signs. And that's a difficult one to do. And, and you know, because it's the denouement. It's the one right before the end of the season. Everything's pointing to the end of the season. And this is in the middle, you know, what's next? Yeah. So, you know, we needed a plot because we were going to be folk. The A plot was going to be uh, Andrea and the baby. So, you know, right. it was good. I, I thought that the theater segment segments uh, in Vital Signs were just terrific because they were they were there. They also you talked about the authenticity, Larry. I don't know if you went that far, but that I was did. what I, I did. I saw the curtain calls and things. Yeah, oh, it was I liked it. No, I, I, I want to say something about that because there was the, the St. Genesius medal. I was going to ask you. Uh, you know, these are things that I had like in summer stock. I don't know if you did also as a young actor. Did you ever get a St. Genesius medal from a pretty girl? No. <laughs> but I remember that feeling also in college when the the, ca- the callbacks, when the callback list was posted, that tension of that scene. Oh, yeah. And that, that's in there, too. The other thing I noticed in looking at there was a young actor who gives the bad performance as Big Daddy. Oh, and God, so great. Quite a good actor, Ryan Hurst. I gave him the, I mean, I got him up there because his father was a friend of mine, a Little League dad, and he's had a really good career. He's the uh, Sons of Anarchy and Walking to Dead Now, I think. Oh, great. So good with cutlets. from Tracy for Jason yeah. Carter. How, how did, Carter, did, did how did appearing on the show change your acting career, if at all? That's a really hard question because, of course, everything does. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I suppose it did. Uh, did you get stopped on the work, street? I can't point directly at it. Yeah, that, I think that's where we're going. Did you get stopped on the street? Did people recognize you? As well, right? that did happen, and also I ended up doing a. I, I, got, I was cast immediately after that for some film in Texas, where I played a detective with an English accent. There you go. Um, but, but it was because of nine hundred two one zero. Yeah. Uh, Larry, there was that question floating around that I emailed uh, emailed you about. Do you want to tackle that question about? Uh, I do. Did, okay, you see me... it, did you see the question? I don't. I think... didn't. I didn't. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, well, I... You know, it goes into it goes into season six. He's saying what would happen if Brenda came back from her summer with Roy Randolph right. and came back to season six. Right. I and thought six. about it. A couple of things I thought about, and they're going to stay in play. Dylan's still going to go after. Tony Marchette, Kelly's still going to go after, I uh, still going to bring, come back with Colin. Those are good moves, but Brenda and Dylan are going to right away have a kind of a little fish kind of scene together. She's had great success in England. I mean, again, the, ten, the, the thesis of the show being ordinary kids living extraordinary lives. She's going to come back with some chops and some, some heat on her. And, I think what's going to happen is she's going to end up getting cast in something while her and Dylan are starting up again. And it's going to be a triangle there with whatever the showbiz guy we're going to create. Yeah. And Brandon is going to end up with Tony Marchette, the Rebecca Gayhart character as, wow. as, as we all start doing this thing on Tony Marchette the man, <laughs> with Brenda helping also with her acting talent. That's what I would do. Wow. Now, uh, that's an awesome. You just he got, and he got all twelve episodes fiction. out in that one. Twelve episodes for <laughs> just a little arc there. Right? Good job. You just did it. Look, wow! Look at all this. So you just blew <laughs> up the internet. That's going to go viral now, right? All right, Lily, you got any more for these guys? 
I do. Um, so this entire storyline with, you know, Brenda showing up at the professor's house and, and getting the part, uh, was any of that inspired by any real life college campus story? Mm. No. Well, I mean, you know, we can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously you think the actress is going to sleep with the director. It doesn't seem like a far, a bridge too far to get to. <laughs> um, but in this case, she did not sleep with the director. We should make that very clear. She right. did Please. Not Roy Randolph. Thank you you don't believe that, do you, Chuck? No, not for a second. I, but I do, that. but I do know that that um, in my early in my career, I had to, as it were, stand up and fight and call an executive and say they submitted. They didn't really. You didn't really read my script. You want to read my script? So when you are you get to that point that you really feel. That and I remember the Kenny Loggins song. This is it was playing. It was like seven thirty in the morning when I called the executive at ABC, and he was in his office. And that kind of, um, you know, I got one chance to do this. I got one chance to present my case. Uh, it is very real. I mean, this it's a yeah, reality. Yeah, and I think yeah, that yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, was part of it. What you gonna say, Larry? No, I was going to say, Chuck, I just want to validate what Chuck's saying. I mean, that drive is what makes people succeed in this business because mm -hmm. it's a business of rejection. And you've got to basically want it so bad that you're willing to go there and risk everyone thinking you slept with the director. And you know you didn't. And you're, you're actually, no one believes her, right? In that episode, right. even Brandon isn't sure. Right. It's pretty good. I mean, the way we play that out. And again, that's what I, I kind of liked about this these shows is that, Everyone in the whole group was involved in this one story while being in their other story. They all had an idea about it. Yeah, it, it helped kind of mess up Brand, uh, uh, Dylan and Kelly, and it was it was kind of fun. What else you got, Lily? Let's uh, give so, let's give Jason a couple more, and then we're gonna move on. So, question for Jason: um, Were there any particular favorite moments or any favorite person that you had while working on Beverly Hills 90210? Great question. It's a good question. If only there was a good answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was our craft service. Remember how craft we, service were fantastic. Our craft service, That's right? Excellent, excellent craft service. service. Um, actually, um, the, the one member of cast who did, um, and it's very sad that he has passed. But Luke Perry was um, very, very friendly with me, and we we got on very well while I was working. Yeah. He, he was a good support in terms of being a regular who was going to talk to me. <laughs> right. Interesting. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. yeah. We every week someone has something beautiful to say about Luke. Obviously, oh, yeah. I love him. He's very generous. Very generous yeah. with yeah. his humanity. That was what I picked up on. For sure. Lily, any more? Um, for Jason, no, but for Chuck and Larry, who was the real life diva in this episode? <laughs> and that's a valid question. The real life diva? Yes. You mean in our cast or yeah. in life? <laughs> the cast in life, yeah. The question is who was the, since this episode is called Divas, who was the real life diva in this episode? The real diva in this episode. We might not get an answer on this it's one. Just like a I, trick I, trick. I, the real diva. You, well, the <laughs> you know, I I, 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 I have some, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fans. That, yeah, not not that, that was. I, a think, I think the idea is that each of the girls gets a chance, uh, and the actresses get a chance to be the diva in this thing, and that's kind of, and and you know, that's kind of the fun of it. I think. Uh, and also, I will say that when 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 Tracy, uh, as Laura is in that in the last one, Truth or Consequences, and she's going up there and she's doing, I mean, she is having the breakdown that is a Tennessee Williams performance. That is, I, I don't know all of his plays, but I'm sure he has a scene that isn't that far from that. Oh, right. yeah. No, uh, it, it's, it's good. And the whole idea of being in the flies and hanging yourself from the flies onto the stage. And, and trying to ruin, the defile the stage. And, yeah. and that, was a Jim, that was a James Eckhouse uh, episode, right? That was the one he directed. He did a really nice. It was, job. It was uh, and as I said when when he was on the show, it was my favorite of the ones he directed. You know, the two this first time directors in this section, Chuck. We have out of these four episodes, two first time directors. Wow! Right, right. It was James' second time, up. but he had done one before then, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, let me check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yep. Okay. He's he's looking into the notes. I love these notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, Larry again has a better mind than I. that was his first episode. You're absolutely right. There we go. <laughs> he um, did two in he did two in season five, I guess. And uh, Chuck, you know, Shannon leaves this this season. Um, Obviously, she's an incredible performer, and you guys lose uh, incredible talent, right? What's your thoughts all these years back looking on Shannon's performances and at that particular moment? Uh, you know, the, the looking back, the one regret, of course, is I wish we could have connected better while we were doing the show. Maybe the, the life blood uh would have been different her her longevity with the show you know could have been different looking at the way that she said in this uh in 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 the net in mr walsh when she says goodbye to dylan give me a reason to come back if i was really listening at the, if we weren't so fractious at that point larry and i would have we wouldn't have to wait to season six to bring her back quite frankly yeah but it was you know, it, it you, you make the one thing that I'm doing that is a disservice to you trying to get a picture of what it was like is I'm I'm because of my self-deprecating man or whatever it be I'm making it more personal. The fact is, this was companies talking. This was management talking to management, and Larry wasn't in on these conversations. This was Mr. Spelling, myself, the lawyer, the the manager. You know, what are we going to do differently? Paul Wagner, who was really the one most responsible for the day to day. Um, it, it was it it, it had devolved and so to know that it evolved and then had just come into these three episodes five episodes at the end such a, i'm really happy that she got to reconnect with brenda and and really go out on a very high note and that's that's what i feel looking at back all these years chuck do you remember who her management was then who was her representative who was representing shannon the manager or the agency oh. Either I, I don't remember. So. Uh, it's William Morris. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, most of the other actors we know. It's interesting we don't know. She didn't. She didn't have a strong presence really of a management. Yeah. She did in Mr. Spelling's office. Trust me. <laughs> I know she did. Exactly. MT says it felt like a divorce, very painful on the viewers. So uh, that's, I mean, I don't mean to end this on uh, this kind of note, but uh, by any means, but, uh, you know, obviously we all love Shannon. Obviously see somebody that, of course, in addition to Kathleen Robertson, we would love to have, uh, you know, swing by here. Some... Oh, I, I too. I really, I really wish she was here. So all the things we could talk about her performance, she would have, I could see, I don't know if it would have brought a smile or what, but I hope she does at some point find this podcast and listen to just these yeah. parts because uh we just really had um we just had a question come in through our our messenger and would like to know and i know you've talked about this briefly before but um were chuck and larry were you consulted about when shannon was leaving and was there anything that you could have done to get her to stay what was that like well, I just I mean, said you know, that, that it really told that the you know what we're what was going on. We got to figure out how where to send her, which at this point was uh, okay. I'm going to share something. We got the best fans here, and they've supported Peter and Lily's podcast. We're love doing it. So I'm going to show someone something. I bet Larry. I know Larry doesn't know. Nobody knows this, but it happened. Okay, so the agreement was that uh, the cast called Mr. Spelling. Uh, we don't. We, we, we want to make a change. We don't want to work with Shannon anymore. They, the companies we had worked it out. Aaron, Sandy Grushow gave his permission. He agreed. It was time to try something different. We and uh, and that's how we left it. That's how it was. And the next day, I I had really good friends in the spelling company and someone who I'm sure I don't know if she's still with us, Lou Patrick was in the business affairs department. And Lou says to me, Chuck, I've got all the pickup notices here to be mailed. Renee Kamer just dropped them off on my desk and Shannon's envelope is here. Do you, are we picking her up? Mm -hmm. And I said, can you hold that one day? Let's just, let's just, just don't put that out yet. Let's hold that. And, and because it must, you know, was there a mistake? Mm -hmm. um, and she held that, and um, uh, the next day we clarified that yes, she wanted to be released, and she was released. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah. So I'm the, uh, I was the, 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 uh, the Paul Revere on that one. And, you know, but, but I also think it gives, and, and I don't, you know, again, Mr. Spelling meant a lot to all of us and there would be no 90210 without him, but it just says, it just is, Oh sure. We're going to do it this way. We're going to do it this way. Lover. No, we're doing it this way. You know, it was, it was really him trying to get it through because he did not want to stop working with, with Shannon. And, and the truth is, we didn't want to stop working with Shannon. Shannon wanted to stop working with us. That's, that's yeah. Uh, and some people are saying, uh, thank you for clearing that up. You know what I mean? So that, that, that I never, I never, never shared that with anyone. Yeah. Thank you so much. Lou Patrick call. Listen, guys. Lou I want to a woman, right? Yes. Lou Patrick was a woman. Just okay. <laughs> for that clarity as well um (laughs) (laughs) uh listen guys i want to let everybody know that's been watching or listening to the podcast we got some great news this week that uh streamyard told us that this is one of the the biggest shows that they have on uh on the platform streamyard hosts all of our podcasts and whatnot so thank you all for continuing to support and watch this and we'll keep rocking this and bringing you uh tons of more guests and all that kinds of stuff as they become available kathleen uh and you know thank you jason for joining us and spending uh time with us here thanks jason thank you and when the quarantine's lifted we're coming to new orleans exactly (laughs) uh next week larry i don't know if you're going to be with us but me and chuck and Lily, if you need me, I'll, I'll, I can sit in, but I, I'm not going to do the second show. It's just going to be too, too, too much the travel day. Yeah, he's traveling a little bit, so we're going to work all that out be, behind the scenes and figure it all out. But we're doing a really cool episode. I'm Chuck. You know, I'm you. We emailed back and forth, and I'm so excited by this. We're going to talk about casting, and uh, we're bringing on Tony Shepard, who, as you said, Chuck sat in every casting meeting, right? Yes, he was head of casting in the spelling company. You know, personal friends. Every the, the the we had a formula. He was the buffer between myself and Mr. Spelling, unless the auditions were in Aaron's office, like it was with your yeah. Jason, because you were a recurring character. But uh, got a lot of good stories. He was there for casting the pilot, and uh, we might get a surprise guest or two to join us. We'll try. Yes, I'm really excited for that. I think there's going to be some good stories there. Lily, thank you for all the awesome uh, fan questions as always. Uh, Of course, LarryMullen.com. And if you want to pick up one of those T-shirts, it's the Beverly Hills 90210 showshop.com. And for you, Jason, uh, Lori says, and you are just as handsome as ever. So uh, end that on a good note. Thank you. And uh, we will see you again next week. Have a good one, Thank guys. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, Bye. Jason. Bye, Bye. Good night. Nice